What's up there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being a part today. What are you doing? Are you running? Are you cooking? Are you driving your car? Are you sitting in your office playing with your Funkos? What are you doing? Maybe working on a lesson. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but let me tell you something. I thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this episode today. And if you're brand new to the podcast, once again, thank you for being here. Thanks for trying it out. Thanks for hitting that play button. And if you uh, really enjoy this show uh, by the end, why not go ahead and click that subscribe button and you'll get uh, you'll get this in your inbox on a regular basis. And if you're a longtime listener, as always, I appreciate your time and attention. Some of you guys are OGs. Some of you guys have been here since episode one. Uh, you've been around a while, and so you kind of know how this goes. And so you know we're going to jump into the motion metrics real quick. Top listeners, Mild Genius, who, by the way, gave the suggestion for this episode topic. So thank you to her. Uh, Jasmine Rodney and Ava, thank you for listening. Top listeners this week. Cities, top cities. We have Norton. We have a place I'm familiar with. Port St. Lucie. What's up, Port St. Lucie? You've been crushing it over there, listening to all these episodes. And the reason I know that area so well is because I was a youth pastor in Port St. Lucie for two years. So thank you for listening from the beautiful, beautiful city of Port St. Lucie. And the top countries are the U.S., Singapore, and the U.K. Thank you for listening to those podcasts wherever you are. Uh, there are people who are listening to this who are doing great youth ministry all over the world. And I thank you for serving in youth ministry. I thank you for being a youth pastor. I thank you for gathering this generation up in your arms and some of them, some of these groups, you're putting them on your back and you're trying to carry them over the finish line uh, to Jesus. So thank you so much for doing that. Today's episode is Balance and Boundaries, part two, specifically for bivocational youth workers. So if you're a bivocational youth worker, if you're a, even if you're a uh, volunteer, uh, this kind of applies to you as well, but especially to those who are just paid part-time, it's your side hustle, youth ministry is your side hustle, and you want it to be your full-time gig, or maybe not. Maybe you just say, look, this is just a part-time thing. I really don't want to be full-time. Well, this applies to you no matter what, because I'm going to help you today make boundaries, keep boundaries uh, to protect yourself and your family uh, so that you don't lose your mind, okay? And this is part two, by the way, of a two-part episode. In the first episode, I covered balance. So if you want to listen to that episode, well, that's just the episode before this one. Uh, and so if you want to go back and listen to that, that, that one does not necessarily apply to this one. There are two separate things, balance and this one being boundaries, but you're welcome to go back and to listen to that one after you're done with this one. Before we get into today's episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by my YouTube channel. That's right. Some of you didn't know that I have a YouTube channel and I just recently went over nine thousand that's right nine thousand subscribers have been doing this since 2015 i want to say maybe 2014 but i think it's 2015 uh where i've just been plugging away creating videos i'm almost at a thousand videos uh there are games on there there are uh, little teachings there's interviews some of the interviews that i've done here uh, i did them uh, via zoom and so i put those videos up on youtube as well uh, but there's lots of action going on over there so if you're interested in that uh, i'll put a link down in the description below would love to have you over there because there's lots of stuff I share over there that are super, super physical things that I can't share here. I, you know, being games or uh, how to design your room and all that kind of good stuff. And something else that I've started on Wednesdays 
is uh, I started doing last week was my first time doing this, but I did uh, prayer at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, actually, it's 8 o'clock. I'm having to do it earlier this week uh, because I have an appointment at 9. And so, yeah, so if you want to join me for prayer over on the YouTube channel, that'll be at 7.30 a.m. And then uh, I have something called office hours. Normally, uh, I, what I will do is I will be there at 11 and just stay on there answering questions, youth ministry questions, ministry questions, that kind of thing. And so this week, though, I am doing uh, office hours at 2 p.m. Okay, so a little change in the schedule uh, just because, I, like I said, I have scheduled myself for some things that morning uh, that's unavoidable. And just to tell you, the three questions that I covered last week was, uh, how do I grow my mostly homeschooled youth group? <laughs> uh, I, I have some uh, some history with that. I also answered the question, should your youth ministry have a no texting policy? And then the last question I answer is, why don't youth pastors have any friends? So if you're interested in any of those, I want to put links down in the show notes there. You can get to them through there. All right, now it is time to jump into our topic today, which is creating boundaries. And I want to give you three reasons that you need boundaries, especially if you're bivocational. And the first reason is boundaries protect you from abuse. And when I say abuse, I don't mean physical or verbal abuse, but I'm talking about time, effort, and soul abuse. Now, I know that sounds harsh coming right out of the gate, but I've been in this long enough and have been a bivocational youth worker where I feel like uh, my my love for the students was taken advantage of to make me not necessarily work harder because I was already working hard, but it was but it would dip into those times with my family or expectations were put on me that I didn't think were fair um, because either the church was just trying to grow or you know, whatever the deal is. but I And I've also heard my share of horror stories of people who uh, their pastors simply just put unrealistic expectations on them and made them feel bad if they weren't there for this meeting or weren't doing this or weren't at all church events and, and all that kind of stuff. But listen, you can do right and keep your convictions. And you should do right and keep your convictions until the church can step up to give you what you are deserved. And the reason I say this is because some of you are not being paid enough. And some of you may not care. You'd be like, hey, Paul, I'm just glad to be here. Glad to do this. And let me tell you something. When I was in my 20s, absolutely, man, I was just, you know, chomping at the bit to do youth ministry and do those things. And so I would, you know, take a role or responsibility and it would be part-time or whatever it was. And, 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 you know, eventually, uh, you know, I had feelings because I felt like all my work was not being honored. And I felt that way, you know, I was part-time even when I was, when I got married and that's a terrible idea. Don't, don't take a, unless you have a full-time job, don't take a part-time youth ministry job with the hopes that it's going to turn into a full-time because it just, I would say that most of the time it doesn't work out that way. Uh, you're going to work your full-time job and keep working your full-time job. And there's always going to be a reason not to hire the youth pastor. Okay. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Okay. The part-time pay for full-time youth work has to stop. We've all been there, right? So, you know, you know, we always joke about that, but I think this mentality is a lot like saying, you know, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? And I know that's a crass saying, but there are pastors who live by that. They say, why, why should I pay you more when you are willing to do so much for so little? And the question is, well, who is going to stop it, Paul? And my answer is you are. When you put a value on your calling, your time, your family, and your skills, you are creating a boundary. 
when those in authority see those boundaries, they will either respect them or seek to exploit them and then show their hand to you. And then you can make decisions on that. But they're going to do that in these whispered tones of things like, you know, well, we might go in a different direction and that's okay. It's okay for you to say, okay, well, maybe you should go in a different direction then, because then you're going to find out whether or not they really need you or not, or they, they can simply move on. Do they find people that are disposable? And that just shows a whole other side of them that you probably didn't know was there. And it's probably better that you don't work in that type of circumstance. Now, I'm not saying to be stupid, but to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Yes, you love your students, but don't allow that love to be taken advantage of. How do you do that? Well, you do that by creating some hard no statements. So what are hard no statements like, okay, no calls after 8 p.m. And that could be from other staff or that can be, you know, during dinner time or it could be from students or however you choose to do that. Some other big hard no statements are things like no office hours beyond what was agreed upon, right? In other words, if you're saying you're doing 20 hours, keep to that 20 hours. No activities on the weekends. You say, look, I work these amount of hours and I don't do any activities on the weekends un unless I have to do them, unless I'm doing once a quarter. In other words, you're not going to do more activities beyond what is agreed upon. And then maybe a hard no statement is no extra whatever. And you can fill on the blank there. And listen, you don't have to make a list of no statements. I don't recommend this. And you don't have to make a list of no statements and nail them to your pastor's door. I don't recommend that. But you can be firm in, in your reasonable convictions. And eventually they will get the message. You cannot be coerced or guilted out. And don't worry, your kids don't need more of you. They just need all of you when you are with them. All right, on to number two. Number two, boundaries provide freedom for you and your family. Listen, I have missed my share of family events and activities because I felt I had to or was expected to have youth events or to spend more time with the youth. And listen, I have also given up my personal plans, things that I thought would be beneficial to me or would have been restorative for my soul for the sake of the church, when in reality, it was just ego, a need to please someone or self-righteous on my part. So boundaries stave off resentment. When you create boundaries for your family or to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy, you feel better about serving. Giving up your plans for the whims of others eventually creates a deficit, which will only lead to hard feelings. Boundaries create a healthy point of view towards your ministry and to those who lead you because in taking time for you and your family, you have poured into your own soul and don't feel like you're lacking anything. And the third reason you need to have boundaries is to boundaries prepare you to do your best work. Saturday Night Live creator and producer Lorne Michaels once said, to me, there's no creativity without boundaries. If you're going to write a sonnet, it's 14 lines. So it's solving the problem within the container. So let me give you an example. My youth meetings are one hour start to finish. In other youth groups I've had, I've had 90 minutes or two hours. One hour is the boundary. And I have to be creative and decide what goes into that one hour and what does not. The container is the boundary. The boundaries you set for ministry and family allows you to be creative within the space you give yourself. If you're saying, but if I had more time, Paul, stop. No, you're wrong. If you had more time, you'd find more ways to waste it. If you were honest with yourself, once you have boundaries, whatever must be produced will be produced. 
boundaries may limit you, but you'll also create your best work within them. But you may be saying, Paul, what about, what about the students? Don't they need more of me? And my answer to you would be no, they'll be fine. They have a God who loves them, a family that loves them, and you love them, but you don't need to be full-time to do that. And that is it for today's episode. Listen, I know I went hard in the paint today. I got feelings on the issue, okay? I got, I have opinions about that. And listen, take everything I say with a grain of salt. You know, you don't have to do everything verbatim. But yes, if you're a bivocational youth worker, strive for balance and create boundaries. And it will communicate to everyone around you that you are serious about your family, you're serious about your calling, you're serious about working at the church, and you are self-disciplined enough to not be manipulated or exploited in any way. And please do all of this in kindness with the Spirit of Christ. And if you do it with that attitude, I believe you will get the respect you so richly deserve. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you want to join the conversation or have anything to add, I'll put the link down to the Youth Ministry Emotion Podcast Discord. And remember, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.